You are listening to Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. It is Modern Tales of an Ancient Pursuit. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here, coming to you from Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, a hot Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. Welcome to August. Come on, October. No, it's not going to be a show about weather, but this time of year in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, and in these kind of parts, weather's the deal. These are the dog days of summer. Really big dog days of summer. Back before summer hit, some folks that move in from up north, they've never experienced a North Texas summer, and they inquire, you know, well, like, what's it like? What's it like? Oh, now they can tell you because they've they've been here. They've experienced this for a number of weeks. But you just, you you remind them of life in Wisconsin or wherever they come from where there's multiple feet of snow on the ground and you just don't want to get out. You just want to stay inside. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that, except there's no snow to shovel and you're not bundling up. But you keep the blinds closed. You want to keep that sun out. So there are differences, but yet it's still the same. Now for us, it's not as long. I mean, in some climates where the winter is just brutal, I mean, that can be a four or five month ordeal. Our summers are not four or five month ordeals. They're usually two better part of two months where it's just it just feels awful (laughs) just awful but for those of us that don't like cold hey give me give me the heat all day long no we're not going to talk about weather we have talked about fatherhood we've talked about tale of two houses and financial stuff and spending and saving and investing and Yeah, we've talked about stuff, just stuff, and that's what we're going to do today. Well, no, not that kind of stuff. We're just going to kind of kick the ball around, scatter shoot, if you will. It's just one of those kind of freewheeling kind of thing, because we got a lot to talk about. we got a lot to catch up on, so let's do it. The good thing about a podcast is you could be listening and there could be snow on the ground because I don't know when you're listening. The other good thing about, well, about some podcasts, especially this one, there's no real time element to this. It's really just chronicles of what's going on uh, with life and some of the lessons and the insights that I'm able to share with you for whatever value they may bring. Or whatever entertainment they may provide, because you may just you may just sit back and listen weekly, and you just may laugh maniacally at man. Look at how look at what the stupid stuff that he's doing. Look at the idiocy that this man is perpetrating on himself and anybody in his wake. And there are no there's no question. Some some days I I do that. Uh, we are hastening on. So as we enter August here, so we've got August, September, October, November, and in about four months, 
Um, yeah, the wife is going to say sayonara to full-time work. Uh, yeah, so we got that going for us. Uh, she's probably still going to do some part-time work. She likes, she likes the work. Now this is a, this is a woman who is a girl. Uh, when I first met her and we began to date, she was working in the doctor's office. She's always kind of b- sort of been in the medical field. She's one of those people. If she would have had the opportunity, well, if she would have wanted the opportunity, yeah, could have, could have gone into the medical field for sure. Um, I believe certainly smart enough. She could have practiced medicine now, whether or not she would have wanted to have gone, you know, to med school or not. Yeah, that's doubtful, but I could have easily seen her becoming a physician's assistant. I, I could, I could see her being a PA for sure, but, uh, she's always been very involved in it. Uh, and as a girl began to do medical transcription, you know, just the vocabulary of it was kind of intriguing to her. And so she's always kept up with it and mostly has really focused, uh, an awful lot on kind of the oncology side of things probably sparked in large part because her mother was in her early forties. It was the first year of our marriage uh, when she lost her mother, uh, to breast cancer that had gone undiagnosed for too long. And, uh, so I'm sure that I'm sure that has some role to play in why she wants to keep up particularly with the oncology field. I think about that and I think about kids that I knew in high school and maybe you do this too. I think about those things that we shared with kind of our inner circle in high school, these dreams and these aspirations that we had now some of the kids that I ran with in high school, we would kind of meet in the library, not because we were nerdy like that, but because it was a quiet place and the tables were round. Well, they had some round tables and I remember sitting at these round tables and there would be six or seven of us. And you know, you're just kind of visiting, kind of talking and aspirations. And what do you want to do? some of those conversations. Now these were not daily conversations. We were kids, but occasionally you would have those conversations or over the course of time, you would discover what people kind of had in mind, what they were kind of aspiring to do. And for some, it would be an attorney for others. It would be medicine or something that I certainly couldn't relate to something science related. Me, it was always about words. It it was mostly about words and some of it was about art. Some of it was about, well, for me, particularly cartooning. And I often wonder, I don't do anything about it other than wonder. I kind of wonder how many of these people fulfilled whatever their, their dreams were as high school kids. And you can't help, but get to my age and begin to wonder about what might've been. Now I don't do that for my own life. I do it. (laughs) I do this in the context of other people, like, like my wife, like thinking, you know, what if she, what if she would have gone, what if she would have gone into medicine? What if she would have 
been so driven and, and pushed hard into that. Well, for one thing, she wouldn't have married me. That's for starters. She would have, she would have definitely upgraded, <laughs> upgraded that position. Do you, do you ever do that? I mean, maybe you do that with yourself. I don't because I'm very grateful for where I'm at. I'm very grateful for what I've, what I've done and, and what I've been through. Uh, and, and I definitely do not have such a high opinion of myself to believe that, okay, well, man, you grossly underachieved. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I have, I may, if anything, I may have overachieved and that may be just due to being blessed or pure dumb luck. I don't know. I, I definitely don't have some high opinion to think, oh man, you know, I could have been this. I could have been that. I could have been this other. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not sure I could have been any of those things, <laughs> but I look at her and I think, yeah, she could have so easily become, and, and I don't mean this. I, I mean this in the most complimentary way, because I think to be a PA, a physician's assistant, that's a big deal. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Thankfully, it's not as comprehensive as you know, being an MD, uh, my wife definitely could have, she could have done that. Now, would she want to do that side of it? You know, that patient care kind of stuff that, that I don't know. She certainly had the brain power to do it. And I think about the high school friends and some of them, they, you'd look at them and you'd think about what maybe they aspired and you'd think, well, Good luck with all that. And then there would be others, and I would very quickly kind of knowingly nod, thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I can see you being an attorney, no question. No question, you know, you'll argue the paint off a wall right now, so why wouldn't I see you being able to do that? Something tells me that, by and large, most did not chase what they thought they were going to chase in high school. And if experience is any evidence at all for me. Most of the people that I have met, they just kind of fell into whatever they were into. I, I have not come across the vast majority of people that I have ever encountered in my life were not people who, Hey, I, yeah, I grew up. I always wanted to be this. I always wanted to be that. Oh, I, you run into them. But for me, in my experience, that is not the norm. The norm is one thing led to another, which led to another, and here I am. I'm not saying that that's how it ought to be. I'm just telling you my experience, and that's my experience in my life. I loved music. I loved records, and that prompted a love of stereo equipment, and I studied it. I was interested. I don't know. I, I love, I love music and I was really interested. Okay. Well, why are these speakers better than those? And why is this turntable better than that turntable? And why is this cartridge, the needle that plays the record? Why is this one so much better than, than these others that intrigued me? And that was that curiosity that led me to walk into a stereo shop and say, you looking for, you looking for a salesman. And I got hired having never done it before. That led to a career in consumer electronics. I didn't plan on that. I just wanted to sell stereo equipment. I just I wanted to work in a stereo shop and be around this incredible, incredibly great gear 
and play records and help people figure out what kind of stereo system to buy. I, I, it was just cool. It was super, super cool. I never intend, I didn't intend on staying there. I didn't intend on that being the work, but shows you what I know. I would sit around and tell my friends, I, you know, it's going to be something to do with drawing. It's going to be something to do with cartooning. It's going to be something to do with words. And it was always something to do with words because as a salesperson, you're, you're communicating, you're trying to communicate and you're trying to do that effectively. And one thing led to another and, and here we are just here we are. So again, leaning toward wisdom is certainly is my journey, but it's our collective journey as we march down this road of life to figure out what have we learned? What are we learning? Where are the insights? What's the experience showing us? And what are our failures teaching us? What are we learning from our idiocy? Because if we're not learning from our idiocy, then, well, it's not going to be a, a, a happy ending. So the podcasting began, and that was really, that really was, I think, where I was like, yeah, I, I like this. I like this a lot. And I have told podcasting buddies for years and years and years who get fixated on the audience that I don't, I'm doing this first and foremost for myself. I don't say that in a selfish, egotistical way. It's just true. I'm just trying to learn some stuff. I'm trying to learn some stuff. And the peeling back of the curtain is to share that in hopes that, well, I shouldn't be the only one learning something from my idiocy. Somebody else should benefit from this. Uh, if only to be able to laugh at me, which is a completely valid reason to subscribe to any podcast, especially this one. <laughs> so there is that a lot of life changes happening. I've talked about them. You're going to think, well, here we go again. No, a little different. I think a little different today. There are all kinds of conversations going on because of the economy and all kinds of conversations going on about people that are getting to that age 65 where they've got to sign up. Well, they don't have to, but where they're most are probably going to sign up for Medicare. And then there's all the social security conversations that, that happen when you get to be my age. And no, I really don't want to talk about any of that stuff. I certainly don't profess to be an expert about any of that stuff, but I do want to talk about just lifestyle. I want to talk about why we choose to live the way we choose to live. And you can choose to live any way that you want to. Well, okay. Within reason, you need to stay within the scope of what's law, what's legal. Otherwise, you know, you'll, you'll end up in a pretty bad place. So there's that. But why do people choose to live the way they choose to live? And rather than trying to figure that out and understand it, I just want to try to help you understand what I'm thinking and how I'm approaching my life. Now we're all different and that's a good thing, but some of us are very risk averse and others are very, I mean, they're seeking out risk. 
you know, thrill seekers, if you please. I was thinking about this in the context of a number of people that I I've just observed online. I don't know these people at all, but (laughs) I'll run across a YouTube channel of, of some older person. And because of the cost of owning a car and because of the cost of gasoline, they're like, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a scooter. I'm going to get a small motorcycle. I'm going to do something like that. And so in some cases you've got people that maybe they rode a, a motorcycle when they were younger and they haven't had one in years and years, but then there's, there seems to be a number of people. I have no idea what the stats are who are first time motorcycle owners and riders and getting into it at a latter age. And the driving factor for some of them is because they live in a place where it seems more practical. They don't, they're not out on the highway. They're in some small town They're you know, maybe it's a rural community and it's mostly two lane roads and it's just cost effective. And they're like, if they can get some little, some little motorcycle or something that gets a hundred miles to an out a gallon, give or take, and it's way cheaper. And if they live in a climate where most of the year they can drive it, it's just kind of fascinating to me, guys in their fifties and sixties that get in and I can see it. I can absolutely see it. Now for me, the practicality of that, while I get it, and there's certainly is a fun factor. I've, I've ridden enough motorcycles to know the fun factor, but I'm like, I would absolutely kill myself. It would just, I did think about this, by the way, I thought about this two or three years ago and I thought, you know, this would be, I mean, just for, I'm just talking little local, little local errands. I'm not talking about getting this thing out on the highway or anything, but I thought, you know, within a, because if you take a look at your commuting, well, unless you're now, if you've got a job and you have to drive an hour and a half one way to get to your job, but other than that, like the errands that you run, the places that you go, I think most of us, we could probably drop a pin where our house is and we could draw a circle. And I don't know. I mean, what would that be? Five miles, 10 miles. I think, I mean, 10 miles, I think would be, I think you'd be, you'd be really adventurous if you're, if, if the diameter of your circle was 10 miles from your house and that that's mostly where you went. I think most of us, it's much, much, much tighter than that. And I'm talking about somebody who lives here in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. I mean, aside from driving to church, which is 20 minutes, give or take getting on the highway, mostly, but it's miles and miles and miles away. I, I'd be hard pressed to to tell you the number of times that I'm probably going to venture out beyond five miles. Uh, I five, a five mile radius, I think would, would absolutely cover it. In fact, I, I can guarantee it would cover it for me that that would cover 90 plus percent of, so I can understand the practical reason that somebody might want to go with a site, but for me, I'm thinking, okay, if you're in your 
fifties or sixties and you've never done this before and you're going to get out and try to maneuver traffic. And I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Listen, I'm getting to a point where I don't, I don't know that I really want to climb on a ladder on a regular basis, you know? Uh-huh. Well, I can tell you, I don't, I don't want to, I don't have any balance issues or anything. It's not like I'm that old and decrepit, but I don't know. You just start thinking about these things. It's like how, let me tell you what prompted this. So Rhonda and I are, we're sitting at a restaurant the other day. It's on a Sunday and it's in between the morning service and the afternoon service. So we go grab some lunch and in walks, uh, a kind walks, a couple, he's got his baseball cap. Now this man is easily 10 years older than me and I'm old, Uh gray, gray beard, all gray hair. And really scraggly. I mean, super scraggly. He's got shorts on and he's got flip flops and he's, you know, he looks like he, it's fine. It's fine. Come on. He's old. He can dress any way he wants to, but he's just got that old man unkempt look, you know, but he's got his baseball cap turned backwards. That's the first thing that kind of grabs your attention. You know, when a 70 some odd year old guy comes in, he's got his baseball cap backwards, like he's 20. And she is right behind him and she's got shoulder length, solid gray hair, a lot of wrinkles, bright red lipstick, a lot of eye makeup on and her hair. You couldn't get that hair any straighter if you ironed it. She may have, I don't know. And Rhonda's got her back to them. I'm sitting in the booth where I can see him come in. And I said, I, you know, I mean, I'm the guy I'm, I'm plucking ear hair. (laughs) I mean, I see one, I see one hair sprouting out of my earlobe and I'm like, okay, I'm grabbing that. That's that. We're not having that. (laughs) And I'm like, why do these old guys? There's just there, you know, there's my son can do it. My son can do it. He, he can, he looks, he looks really good with, you know, a week's worth a week's growth on his face. And that's pretty much how he keeps it. And it's a really good look. He looks good with that, but old men don't, I, I, I couldn't pull it off. Now I could go a couple of days without shaving if I'm not getting with anybody or leaving the house, but I, I just. By the, by day three, I'm feeling grody. I'm like, I've got to shave. I mean, this is driving me crazy. And for me, it's also involved for the last couple of decades or more shaving my head. Two or three days of growth on my, on my head can, can drive me crazy. Except in the winter, because you would think, okay, three days growth on a shaved head makes a difference. Just trust me when I tell you in the winter time, when your head is cold, it makes a difference. Now in the summertime, it could also make a difference probably in just protecting you from the sun because in the summer, here's the bad thing about a shaved head. I wear sunscreen and I pretty much wear sunscreen year round. It's not bad in the winter because I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm wearing a beanie 24 seven. I got a beanie on my head all the time in the winter. I mean, the minute the, the air gets brisk. I got a beanie on my head and it's going to stay on my head all the time. I mean, my head just is not going to get hot in the winter in the summer. It does. And sunscreen 
basically clogs your pores. It, it blocks up, you know, it's it, your, your, your head can't breathe. And so your head just even gets hotter in the summer. So what I did this summer, first time ever, the company mission, they make a hat that has got this same kind of fabric as the little kind of floppy hats that I wear. Now, the good thing about the floppy hats is they cover your ears. Baseball caps don't, but I haven't worn a baseball cap in forever, but these baseball caps has have 50. What is it? Uh, whatever the sun protection is it sun protection factor SPF. Yeah. They have 50. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So the great thing about, and I've got a black one and a white one. Now the white one, especially when it's hot, perfect, right? Reflects sun and the whole bit. Don't have to put sunscreen. Just put sunscreen on my ears. Yes, I do. I put sunscreen on my ears. You don't do that. Well, you laugh maniacally all you want when you're facing some skin cancer on your ears. And I will have protected mine. Now, listen, come on. These are, these are things that you have to think about when you get to be our age. So the couple walks in, he's got the baseball cap backwards and all that. And I make a remark to Rhonda. I said, why, why do so many old men just, they just are unkempt. I mean, they just, I get that you just don't care anymore. I mean, frankly, I didn't care 20 years ago and I'm not, it's not got nothing to do with vanity. It's just got, it's got nothing to do with, I want, you know, looking great. It's just, I don't want to look nasty. I just don't want to look dirty. I just don't want to look like I've crawled out of the gutter or the bed. It's got nothing to do with wanting to look sharp. Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm going to look as sharp as a bowling ball, no matter what I do. So it's not that it's just, it just looks bad. And I'm especially smitten by people that is that, is that the right term for it? Probably not, but I just used it anyway. So there's that. People that are smitten by hanging on to youth. It's like, dude, you're, you're 70 something years old. Uh, Turning that cap backwards is not going to make you look young. You know, and you look at her and she's like, you know, you think you're 19 woman. I mean, come on. You're wrinkly, 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 wrinkly. You know, the wrinkles the wrinkles, darling, are a dead giveaway that you're in your seventies. She could have been older. I don't know. And what's with old women and bright red lipstick? I, this, I don't get this. I do not get this. I mean, you, you've got to be, you got to be young and hot. I think to pull off bright red lipstick, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It, it, between that and the eye makeup and the absolute straight hair straight down to her shoulders, that was, those three things were not doing her any favor. And we're not even talking about what she had on. I mean, forget what she had on because those three things, you know, those three things were her head and you know, yeah, you get to the rest of the attire and it's like, okay, you really think that that super short skirt, that's, Oh, we, why, why are we, why are we having to, why are we having to see this? We're, we're all just trying to eat a meal here. Uh, thankfully we were at the end of our meal when they came out. I, otherwise I, well, I could have saved myself an entire entree. 
But uh, I don't want to be that guy. I so don't want to be that guy. I told Rhonda, I said, yeah, don't let me, don't let me be that guy. And I promise you, you will never be her. Of course, you know, Rhonda's not going to wear bright red lipstick or she doesn't wear her hair down ever anymore. I don't know why this is so difficult. I really don't. I don't, I don't know. I understand that 60 today is not what 60 was when my grandparents were 60 or maybe even when my parents were 60. I understand that. However, my wardrobe right now does not look like my grandfather's, my 60 year old grandfather's wardrobe. My wardrobe does not look like my 60 year old father's looked. I I get that. But my 66 year old wardrobe does not look like a 26's wardrobe either or a 19 year olds or a 36's might look close to uh, a really casual 46 year old. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's harder to tell the difference and it's not because I'm trying to hang on to anything. I just, you do get comfortable and you do want to be comfortable. I understand that, but these observations had nothing to do with comfort. Going a week or two and not shaving, not getting a haircut, turning your baseball cap backwards, wearing a t-shirt that looked like it hadn't seen a laundry in at least two weeks, shorts, the same thongs on your feet. That's, you know, there's nothing about that that has really anything to do with well, maybe it does. <laughs> I started to say, it's not like it's got anything to do with, with just comfort. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just know. I don't want to look like that. Well, I don't look like that because number one, I don't wear shorts. Well, around the house, but you're, you're never going to see me wearing shorts outside. I, I just, I don't. Now this time of year in Texas, it's real common. Well, shoot. It's common to see it in the dead of winter. I know guys that will wear, you know, those sleeveless vests. So they'll wear some t-shirt and they'll wear one of those vests and they got shorts on. And sometimes you'll see, you'll see them in just sandals, you know, thongs. And it's just, and I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here bundled up. Like I'm coming into it. Antarctica, you know? got a beanie on my head and I got a jacket on and I got a scarf around my neck. And I have asked guys before, under what conditions do you wear long pants? <laughs> some, some, some guys here in Texas, they wear short pants all year long. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I don't, I'm really not interested in showing my legs off. I'm sorry. I'm just not. So I wear action pants. You got action pants. You got a pair of action pants. I, somebody had given my wife a bag of clothes because they had some son or somebody who outgrew them. And sh they knew that Rhonda had these older grandsons and here, take these. And if they want any of this, great. It's some nice name brand stuff. And if they don't just uh, find somebody who, who find somebody else who wants it. So I take the first pair of pants out of the bag 
And I tell one of the grandsons, oh, look, action pants. And they just started laughing at me. And I said, that's what these are. These are action pants. Look, look how stretchy they are. And I grabbed them and kind of pulled at the waist. And I said, man, these are awesome. These are awesome. I said, I don't, and there's all kinds of brands of these things. And I said, oh, they're, man, they're great. Anybody that wears, that continues to wear jeans when action pants are the alternative. I, I don't under, I don't understand. I don't understand the world you live in. I really, really don't. Jeans are so uncomfortable compared to action pants. I don't get it. Oh, I've still got a few pair of jeans. I never wear them. I mean, the minute action pants entered my life, it was a game changer. Huh. Action pants. It reminds me of that, that time that Dave Letterman, I don't remember who the guest was, but I still get tickled about it. I still, I think about this probably way too often and I shouldn't admit that, but I just did for whatever reason, the guy starts talking about the kind of underwear, the kind of briefs that men wear. And he was inquiring with Dave, you know, do you wear like these briefs? You know, like jockey shorts, even though I know jockey makes all different kinds, but, or do you wear boxers briefs or boxers? I'm not going to define the difference. You can Google it and look it up. And the guy says, you know, I just, I, I don't know about these briefs, uh, you know, like that, like that opening at the front, in the front of the briefs, you know, I'm, I, I don't know that that, I don't know that that works. And Dave, and he inquires to Dave, you know, I mean, what, what do you think about those Dave? I mean, you, th you think that works? And Dave makes some smart aleck remark as Dave is wont to do, which tickled me to no end and says, well, depends on what kind of work you're doing. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think about that in the context of action pants. I mean, what kind of action are we looking for here? They're really comfortable though. And of course, you know, when you get to be older and you're not as trim and as fit as you once were. Hey, that stretchy part is, is, is pretty cool. Now, when I was a kid coming up, there was the, the sans a belt sans meaning without a belt <laughs> pants without a belt. Well, the reason they didn't have a belt is, well, you, you know, you didn't want to have a belt cutting you in half and they kind of had this elastic waistband. And that was, as I recall, it was a really thick waistband. It was two or three inches thick. It was, I mean, it might as well have been a kind of a girdle around you. It looked to me like I never had a pair of these, but I remember seeing old men wear, you know, the Senza belt. Then you'd see old men with, with suspenders. And I remember being a younger man and man suspenders were the thing. Are suspenders still a thing? You once in a while, you see an old man with jeans on and some, you know, some pair of suspenders. You don't see that like you used to. I don't want to hang on to trying to look like I'm younger than I am because you and I both know we're not fooling anybody. Well, maybe we're fooling ourselves, and that's the saddest kind of foolery, isn't it? To fool yourself. I mean, it'd be great if you could fool somebody, but when you fool yourself, that's just the worst. That's as bad as it gets, I think. And that seems ironic, doesn't it? So the guy comes in and hat turned around and 
they ordered a bunch of alcohol and I thought, yeah, they're going to be a, it's going to be a fun day for this couple. <laughs> I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm happy that she's got the bright red lipstick and I, who knows how much time she spent getting gussied up, whatever time she spent, he did not that much. I know for sure. He, he probably crawled out of bed wearing exactly what he had on and he just slipped those thongs on his feet and grabbed his baseball cap and turned it backwards. And he was ready to go. I doubt he washed his face or brushed his teeth. He certainly didn't comb his hair. I can tell you that he didn't shave. He didn't No, I, I doubt water ever touched his face. I bet you the first, I bet you the first liquid that touched his face was that drink that he ordered. <laughs> oh man, alive. It's these are the lifestyle things that you think about as you get older, you take a look around and you're like, oh, okay, no, I don't want to be don't. And you look at your wife like I do. And you're like, okay, whatever happens, don't let me do that. And then you think about the photographs and it's like, okay, it, I don't want my photograph taken now. I didn't want my photograph taken 40 years ago, 20 years ago. Why would I here? I want you, I want you to wait until I just look like death eating a cracker. And then I want you to take as many photographs as you can take and put them on every social media platform. No, no, that's not what I want. I don't want it now. Well, I, I don't look like death eating a cracker because that presupposes that you're really, really thin. So I don't have that going for me, at least not yet. So these are first world problems. I grant you, but this is what happens when you live in the first world. I'm sitting here looking at my, um, I I've got some shirts hanging over here to my left. If I, if I not divulge this yet, newsflash yellow studio 3.1, it's a walk-in closet. I think I've told you that before though. Action pants. And here's my wardrobe. This is the, these are the staples of my wardrobe and I love them. I love them. I love them. Action pants. And I've got a handful of, and they're all black. I'm always going to get black. I'd pull off the Johnny cash. Look, if I could, the problem is I, I don't own other than t-shirts. I don't own a black shirt. And you would think that black, how hard can black be to match black? You can't just get black anything and have it match. Have you ever noticed this? I mean, what's with that is white, the absence of color is black. The absence of color, maybe both are, I don't know. You can more easily match white and that, that seems completely the opposite to me. You could get a white t-shirt and you could wear it with something else white and it, it doesn't seem to clash, but I could, I can wear a black cause I've tried this in the store. I can walk into a store with black pants on and try on a black shirt. Well, it doesn't, that's a different black. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even look close. I stumbled on probably five years ago. Duluth Trading Company, Duluth Trading Company. Shout out to Duluth. They are not sponsors of the show. They could be. And they have not compensated me in any way, shape, or form. I've purchased their stuff completely on my own. But they have got these wrinkle fighter 
shirts. I mean, these are shirts you throw them in the wash, you throw them in the dryer, they come out. I mean, they look perfectly fine. They're long sleeve, long sleeve button down. The, the problem that I've got with them is they're all like plaid, stripe, check. They don't make, they, they don't make any solid colors of these things. I, I don't know why. And they don't seem to make new patterns of these things. And I've got five or six of them, and I love them. Now, it, I'm going to tell you another true thing. The ones that I've got, they're a little big. No, they're a lot big. They're relaxed fit, and my shoulders are so broad. I don't, I don't, I don't need them big in every area, but I need them. I need them like through the armpits and the chest and the shoulders. And so these are, uh, I could go down a size. I think I could go down a size and I would like to. Now these are not inexpensive. That's the other thing I'll warn you about. Now here's the great thing is they last and last and last and last and last. So I don't begrudge them. They're worth the money, but they are among my favorite shirts. Now I stumbled on this summer. My new favorite shirt is also Duluth Trading. And these are these are some kind of cooling like shirt. They're 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 made out of fabric that is very similar to, but it's got a it's got the texture of a of a nice shirt, of a dress shirt, but it's that cooling fabric. I can't describe it. They've got a name for it. I don't know where it is. And like the Wrinkle Fighter shirts. These are long sleeve. These are button down collar and they're all, they're all plaid. In fact, I don't think they make one that that isn't a plaid and that's great. They're colorful and all that, but I can't, you know, I'd, I'd like a few of these. And frankly, I would wear these, these that are the cooling thing. I, I'd wear those year round because I'm going to wear a coat or a sweatshirt. So I would just wear those if I could get those in like solid colors. So I've got a handful of those. Those are by far and away my favorite shirts. I, I would wear those all the time. The only time I don't wear those is Sundays to church. I'm going to wear a dress shirt. I'm going to wear a tie. I, I'd, I'd be really tempted to ditch that, but I like these. Uh, I don't tuck my shirt tail in. I hate tucking my shirt tail in. I don't care. I know it looks it can look kind of tacky. I'm maybe I'm kind of looking like that guy who walked in with a baseball cap backwards. Maybe that's my baseball cap backwards thing. Uh, I do have a couple of those Magellan kind of fishing shirts. Those are pretty sweet. Now got those on sale. So I got a couple of those. They have my company website. I had Rhonda embroider that like above the pocket. Above the left pocket, growgreat.com is on those. Yeah, so those are a write-off. <laughs> and then I've got action pants. In fact, I've got a what brand of these as you hear the. And I got these on sale. These are these are these are brand new. I, I haven't even I haven't even gotten them out of the plastic. I was going to tell you the brand of these, but doesn't look like I'm going to be able to. Oh, these are Union Bay. These are Union Bay active. 
I I don't know. I I I've never owned anything by Union Bay, but I got these on sale. They're black. All the pants are black. Black is slimming, you know. That's why I would dress all black. And I'm really fond of the whole Steve Jobs kind of thing, the whole Steve Jobs Johnny Cash thing of just just wear the same thing every day. Could you do that? Would that drive you crazy if you wore the exact same thing every day? It wouldn't drive me crazy at all. I'd love it. I'd love it. I don't mind some of the colors of these shirts, but I have no desire to wear any color of pants besides black. I don't care. Uh, it can be 115. I'm still going to wear black pants. Well, because that's primarily all I got. I'm not about to wear jeans. And then shoes. I got, I've got my favorite shoes and my current favorite shoes are, and they're super light and they were inexpensive. They are under armor. I got some others, but these under armor shoes are, they're nice. They're real nice. I got a pair that are black and white, and then I got a pair that's all black. And that way I can wear the all black ones to church because they go good with a suit. Nobody's looking down at your feet. I mean, unless you make them. And if there's, if they're black and white, then yeah, okay. They're going to look down. So I'm not trying to hang on to, uh, I'm not trying to hang on to youth. I'm, I'm, I am going for comfort, but big news flash. I was 40 years old and I was still pretty much, I wasn't wearing what I'm wearing now. It was, things were different. Their action pants hadn't come along. There'd have been action pants when I was 40. I'd have been wearing action pants, but we didn't have action pants. So I'm thinking about all this. I'm thinking about getting older. I'm thinking about these people that are trying so desperately to hang on to their youth. And, and then, and I've talked about this a little bit, but and then there's these these old folks that are just trying to act like young kids. And it's especially noticeable in these documentaries that you see about some of these retirement communities, especially the villages down in Florida. And if you if you love the villages down in Florida, then power to you. It's so not my cup of tea. And you see these bands playing these cover songs, and you see these these couples, and they're they're acting like they're 18 years old at a rock concert or something. And I'm like, yeah, it's just... So doesn't appeal to me. It's like, that's kind of ridiculous. It's like, we're just enjoying life. And we're, it's, you know, that wasn't, that wouldn't have been enjoyable for me when I was 18 though. So there's that. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about, should people grow old gracefully? Do you care about how, forget what other people are doing. Do you think about your own growing older and do you think about what it looks like and, or what you want it to look like. I do. I've admitted. I just do. <laughs> t-shirts. T-shirt. What's with old men and t-shirts that have message. And my dad is, and my dad doesn't buy these people buy them for him. He's just a good natured guy. So he wears them. See, I'm the guy that don't buy me those. Cause I, I wouldn't wear them. Now, the only t-shirt that I'm really kind of craving right now. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. I would wear a Bob's your uncle t-shirt. I've told you the story before. You can go back. Just Google the phrase. Go to the search at leaningtowardwisdom.com and just type in to the search Bob's your uncle. And I promise you will see an episode where I talked about 
having a conversation with one of my grandsons about Bob, telling him that Bob was his uncle. I would wear a Bob's Your Uncle t-shirt. But these t-shirts that, you know, they've got some message, and usually it's some message of getting older, and and some of them, they're funny. I just... I just would have zero interest in, in wearing them. I'm, I'm, I will wear those kind of t-shirts around the house, but I don't wear them out in public. Um, I like snarkiness and all that. I just, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be a walking billboard for it. I would rather just go ahead and utter the snarkiness instead of having it as a message to be read. I want to be able to say it. If it's snarky and it's worth saying, then, let me just say it. I don't need to, I don't need to wear it, but these are the things I think about, you know, I'm thinking about getting older and I'm thinking about again, not in a vanity sense of, of what I look like, but you know, I don't want to look like a derelict. I would rather express the attitude that I really don't care that much. I would rather express that in some other ways other than just okay your appearance looks like you've been on a bender for a, about a week and you just you've just given up on life because number one i don't drink so i'm not going to get on a bender and number two i do care about life so these are important things i guess all this is really about what we like what we prefer what we don't like what irritates us what irks us uh, what we invest in, what we find important, what we find unimportant. It all goes up to probably just serve as who we are, how we roll, how we want to roll. So the guy with a hat backwards and the unkempt look, that's how he rolls. And her, well, she rolls the way she rolls. And if they like it, what do I care? I don't. It doesn't affect me, except it gave me some content to talk about today. And it gave it gave Rhonda and I both a little bit of a chuckle. Uh, do I understand it? I do not. And I'm a naturally curious person, and I'm really always working to make sense of it and understand. There's a Ballard Street cartoon. It's one of my favorite. Nelson is standing in front of a store and the name of the store is makes no sense, makes no sense. And the caption simply says, and yet Nelson tries. (laughs) And I will post this every once in a while and I will say, I'm Nelson. I'm looking at something that may not make sense and I'm trying to make sense of it. I am trying to understand it. So I see the guy walk in with the baseball cap backwards and I see her and her appearance and I'm just trying to understand it. It's a little bit like the people of Walmart. You've seen this. It's like they left the house looking that way. I mean, did they look in the mirror (laughs) and did they look in the mirror and go, yeah, yeah, this looks good. You see people all the time, mostly in the summertime when people tend to shed their clothing or wear more skimpy clothing. And, uh, well, let's just say 
Uh, some folks don't look as good as other folks. And it's like that. How many mirrors do you suppose they walked past? And how many times do you suppose they looked in the mirror? And how many times when they did look in the mirror, do you think they thought, yeah, nailed it, nailed it. And now I'm going to head to Walmart and absolutely crush it. Uh, And perhaps anybody that gets in my way, given that I'm significantly sized. Uh, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. I'm sorry. There's just nothing about it. I understand. And it can, if it sounds like harsh, critical judgment, then so be it. Uh, it, it's not, and, and it's, it's not harsh. It may be critical, but uh, you know, again, I don't care. They can do what they want. I just would like to understand. I'd like to understand it. I just would like to understand it. But listen, I'm the guy who can look at some people. P.K. Subban, during the NHL playoffs, P.K. Subban, uh, he's a retired player. He was a really good player. Uh, I followed him a bit when he played for Nashville. And he's just he's a notorious uh, style kind of a guy. right? He's kind of picky about, he can nitpick other players and the kind of suits that they wear as they enter the arenas and whatnot. And yet he can wear some, in my estimation, some stuff that for me, just, it looks, it looks pretty out there. And I will be the first to tell you, I don't judge outfits by, Oh, well, I wouldn't wear that because these aren't me. These people aren't me. I I can see people dress in certain ways and man, it, it looks really good on them and it suits them. It suits their physique. It suits their personality. But for me, it would so not suit me in any way, shape or form. So this isn't about, oh, well, I would never wear that. I just look at some of the stuff that a guy like that wears and I just scratch my head. I'd like to understand. And I think I understand it's attention. He's on TV. Okay. That makes some sense to me, but there's a whole lot of other people that are on TV and they don't do that. Is it for uniqueness? Is it for visibility? Is it for, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, these are the questions that I have and I would like to understand. I can tell you why I've given you reasons why these Duluth trading shirts are are my favorites. I've told you why these action pants are, they, they look good. They stay looking good. They don't, they don't look ratty. They're extraordinarily functional and practical in the sense that they could be worn and kind of sort of replace slacks, or they could be worn just like you would wear jeans. And that's all true. And they're comfortable. I'm the guy, by the way, who wears long sleeve, t- uh, long sleeve t-shirts. I wear long sleeve shirts year round. I have some short sleeve shirts, but I hardly ever wear them. I mostly wear long sleeve shirts. No, I'm not trying to hide track marks or anything. I just, I just, there is something to protecting your skin from the sun. And maybe that's part of it, but that's not the main reason. I, I just think they look better. They feel better. I, I like them better. If I could wear something that would, that would cover me head to toe. I would do that. I I would just, I don't know. 
Yeah, cape. Cape might be nice. I'd like to have a cape. <laughs> See, I wouldn't wear a cape because it would get me too much attention. I really don't want that kind of attention. Well, I really don't want attention. Well, I want your attention. I want your time and attention if I've got something that I'm hoping to pass on, convey, tell a story. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm always puzzled. The other thing I'm trying to understand, I, I get that with a funeral, sometimes we need to see the, we need to see the, the person. We need to see the body. It it can give us, I guess, some sense of finality. Yeah, but that ain't going to happen with me. Yeah. I don't, I don't want you taking my picture right now. Yeah. Like what if I just lay down on my sofa and I announced, okay, at one o'clock, between one and two, door's going to be open. Everybody just parade through here. I'm going to be laying on the sofa, taking a nap. But I'd kind of like everybody to come by and gawk at me while I'm doing that. Yeah, and feel free to take pictures if you want to. Yeah, I don't think I want anybody bending down and kissing me or anything while I'm asleep. But, yeah, I'm thinking I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that while I'm asleep and alive. Why would I want that when I'm dead? These are things that I just, they puzzle me and I don't, I don't understand. I regularly tell clients, just lean into who you are. Now it presupposes that we have an idea of who we are and it dawns on me. Well, it, it hadn't just dawned on me. It dawned on me a long time ago. That's hard. Knowing yourself is hard. And that really is what I think this is all about. Quite frankly, I think this is a quest for us. Well, for me, it is, it's a quest to to figure it out. I'm really fond of this Ballard street cartoon. Nelson, here's Nelson. He's got a, I think Nelson's got a suit and tie and a hat on his head. And he's standing on the sidewalk and he's looking at this plate glass storefront window. And the sign is painted on the storefront that says makes no sense. And the caption just says, and yet Nelson tries. I'll post that in social media occasionally, randomly. And I will say I'm Nelson because I am, I'm Nelson staring at a sign that says makes no sense. And I'm like, Nelson, I'm trying to make sense of this. I've done this all my life. I have an awareness that that's who I am and that's how I'm wired. I also have an awareness now after this many years of living to know that that's not how everybody rolls. And we, I get that we're going to roll the way we're going to roll. When I'm advising clients lean into yourself, it is not to, okay, let's lean into the absolute ver worst version of ourselves. Let's just lean hardcore into selfishness and narcissism and all that. no. Let's figure out who we are, and now let's amplify that so that we can be the best version of ourselves. I guess I could argue, you know, backward hat guy and stringy ruby red lipstick girl uh, in their 70s, okay. that. See, this is where Rhonda and I have this ongoing debate where Rhonda would say, yeah, that's they're, – they're, they're doing as good as they can do. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> and that's when she lectures me that 
my I, my expectations are too high. <laughs> I have too much. I have too much confidence. I have too much optimism that you know. I they could do better. I mean, he could shave. He could. He doesn't have to. He could. You know, he could put socks and tennis shoes on. He could. Okay. Well, he he doesn't want to do that. Okay, that's fine. I salute it, and I'm not. It's not like I'm judging him and his appearance based on what I would. I would not wear what he had on. I, I mean, I, I don't own a pair of sandals. I've never, ever owned a pair of sandals. I've never owned a pair of thong sandals. I don't mean thong underwear. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I've never worn a baseball cap backwards. I may have turned it backwards if I was like leaning up against some glass so I could see because the bill was getting in the way. But as far as wearing it for style, that's never happened ever. Now I can see people who roll a different kind of a way and it's, it suits them. So I'm not sitting here judging it based on, well, I wouldn't do that. It's just not me. But I've seen some people that baseball cap backwards, roll with it, looks good on you. When you're, if you're a 78 year old man, it, that's, it's not a good look. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. If you think that's a good look, yeah, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Uh-huh. Oh, listen, I've told you about the shirts that I've got. I love them. Are they, would they be ideal for everybody? Maybe not. I don't know why not, but maybe not. And I get that there's all kinds of reasons why people go the way they go. Yeah. Flashy clothes and all that. And it's just, okay. If you're a flashy kind of a person, I'm not a flashy kind of a person. And I know, I know, I know we're, we're in a world where it's all about visibility and getting noticed and calling attention to oneself. And it just, yeah, just, it's not who I am. It's not who I am. It's never who I'm going to be. And, and there's that self-awareness, the whole journey of self-awareness and this whole journey of trying to figure this out is, is a hard, hard journey. I'm, I've only come this far. This is as far as I've gotten and Lord willing tomorrow will come and I'll I'll go up the road another day and hopefully try to figure it out. I believe that largely for me, it's a quest of just getting better. And some days I don't. And other days I feel like I made some progress and other days I feel like, okay, incremental progress. And then there are some days Sad to say, there's some days that I regress, you know, not all, I didn't make progress. I went backwards. It happens. So in the context of stuff, including wardrobe and style choices and grooming habits, it really is for me, this big overarching objective of us trying to figure it out, AKA make sense of it. How can we make sense of this? And for me, it's really a quest of trying to understand it, trying to understand, trying to understand that 
you left home and you walked past three mirrors and this is what you, this is, you, you thought, yeah, yeah, this is, this is the look I, this, yeah, this is it. Look, nailed it. Look good. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't help me understand that. But come on, we know, I mean, the people of Walmart is, is a real website. It's, it's, it's got a rather large following and, and in summertime, it just gets worse. I mean, people start shedding clothing and, and, uh, while nobody should do that, there are some people that at, at the very least you, you can honestly say, well, some people are more attractive than, huh, than other people, but it's like, yeah, you came to Walmart and that's, that's what you, you thought that was, that was the look you really wanted to throw out to the universe. Well. Yeah, and I'm the guy that's sitting there thinking, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? And the retort comes back, well, they weren't thinking. No, they were. They were. They were thinking something. They were thinking, I, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to look. This is, this is attractive. I, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. Those are the questions I have. Those are the questions I would like to understand. Mostly, I want to try to understand, okay, why, why, am, I, why am I thinking what I'm thinking? Why do I want what I want? Why do I like what I like? I'm, I, maybe I'm vexed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm worse than vexed. I like, I like these shirts. I like these action pants. I like these tennis shoes. I mean, I like this, I like this cheap $30 Timex watch that I've had forever in a day. I just do. I, I, I just, I just do. And you could offer me a $10,000 Rolex and I'd be trying to figure out how I could convert that to cash. <laughs> and I know other people that, man, they, they'd hang on to it for dear life. If they had a 10, I, I don't know why I don't know why. So I'm not trying to understand why the guy would like to keep the $10,000 Rolex watch. I, what do I care? Why, why does this, why does this $30 Timex speak to me? And a $50 Timex might not speak to me. It might, but it probably wouldn't. You know, or the Apple Watch. Everybody's got the Apple Watch. I need to get text on my watch like I need a hole in the head. I, I don't know why I would want to get a text message on my watch. I don't, I don't even want to get a text message on my phone. And I would rather get a text message than a phone call. <laughs> You know what I want? I, I tell you what I love about my phone. I have an iPhone 13 mini. I don't even think they make these anymore. Do they? I don't think they make the mini anymore. Big mistake. Big, 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 big mistake. Prior to this one, I had a bigger phone. That was old, old, old. It's like a six, but it was big. And you can think, well, bigger screen, better. No. Yeah. You can't put this thing in your pocket. It's clunky. You can't operate it with one hand. It's just other than typing on it to send a message or respond to a message or whatever. It's, I found it just cumbersome. I, I like the size of this one and what I like about the phone. I have all of my, all of my banking are in apps. 
I like the weather app. So as I pull up the weather app, yeah, it's hot as you know what right now already. Email. I, I, I like I like getting email. I don't really want to respond to email, but I don't want to respond to email even if I'm on a computer. Waze could not live without Waze. W-A-Z-E. So I love the apps. Ring. Love Ring. Big proponent of Ring. And if you got something else, that's fine. That's cool. I, I had Ring early on. I know people that love, what is it? Simply, Simply Life or something like that. I've got remote thermostat that I can control on my phone, which is great. I can control the garage door up and down. Like that's that's equally cool. I like that. Uh, it's it's I like all that stuff. So I guess what I'm really saying is that what I've come to understand is that the human interaction on the phone. That's really what I hate. Mm-hmm. No, that's not entirely true. I I, I like I. I'll ask people phone or text and I'm in the text crowd, but I got to always say it depends. There are some people I enjoy talking to. There are other people I'm hoping like crazy. They'll text and they won't call. <laughs> are you like that? Come on. It's the milkshake thing. I've, I've used this illustration for years. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. Which one do you want in a milkshake? And then I can ask you why, and you can't tell me. I don't know. We like what we like. See, I I spend an inordinate amount of time trying to figure that out, trying to figure out the why behind that, to try to better understand. I'm not trying to understand you. Well, I would like to understand you. But I'm, I'm, I'm already too puzzled about trying to figure out myself, and it's all this stuff that I've talked about and that I've been talking about and that I'm going to keep talking about. That is really the journey, the quest to do that for us to try to understand ourselves, and then to go back and look, have you ever gone back, go back and look at your junior high pictures, go back and look at you when you were in high school, look at that person and now look at you today. And if you're like me and you're like virtually everybody else on the planet, you're going to go back and you're going to look at those pictures and you're going to go, what was that? What was I thinking? I mean, I really, I thought that looked good. That explains the Walmart phenomenon. I think, I mean, there was a time that you wore something and you did your hair a certain way and you left the house looking a certain way. And you're like, I can't, I can't believe I left my room looking like that. I can't believe I went to school. I can't believe I went to school looking like that. And everybody else was looking that way too. I can't believe that we didn't laugh like maniacs at ourselves, but that may be part of it. It may be that we, we left the house looking that way because everybody we knew left the house looking that way. And so we all looked like clowns. We didn't know we were clowns. We did not know that we were reporting to the circus every day. We were going to school and we were entering the circus and it makes you wonder what were our teachers thinking? They're probably thinking what the teachers today when they see their kids enter the classroom and they just shake their head, like here come the ninnies. Look at the ninnies. I mean, look at the, I go to one of the grandsons. This is a month or so ago. One of the grandsons final baseball tournaments and just the hairstyles. 
on some of these kids. Now, these are eight-year-olds. And I'm like, I get that an eight-year-old is old enough to kind of sort of know how they would maybe like to do their hair. But moms and dads, you've got the power to over overrule their will. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I mean, tell me that the mullet is not making its way back. But if you go to any ball field, pretty much of any sport, you're going to find it. And you're going to find this strange, it's not a mohawk, but it kind of sort of looks like a, I tell you what it looks like. It looks like a mohawk that's flat. I mean, if you're going to do a mohawk, I mean, dippity do that thing and spike that thing as high up in the air as you can. But no, it's, it's, it's laying flat on their head, but it goes, it's a, it's a, it's a stripe all the way from the front of their, from their forehead, all the way back as far back as their hair will grow and well and longer. And then the sides are just completely shaved all the way up to like the middle of your head. And I, I, I look at this and I, I look at the kid and I'm thinking, I mean, did the son come home and tell the parents, this is what I want. Did he bring him a picture? Who was that picture of? What was he, what prompted that? I mean, the kid didn't just dream that up because there's too many of them that have their hair that way. Now I get that. Hey, I, you know, Joey's got his hair that way. I want my hair that way. But when Joey, if Joey was the first person or one of the first people to do it, where did you, how did that come about? That's I'm puzzled by that. How did Joey get the idea? And why didn't somebody smarter than Joey try to talk Joey out of that? (laughs) we may never know. And frankly, I'm probably better off not knowing. Come to think of it after talking this long to myself and you, I'm, I probably shouldn't even figure any of these things out. They may be very well beyond figuring out. And if I did figure them out, the truth might scare me. We're crazy. You know that, don't you? We're all crazy. It's not a clinical diagnosis. So hold your email. I'd love to tell you that at this age, I've got it all figured out as far as myself. I've completely figured myself out. I've got way more figured out than I ever have before. That's the good news. The bad news is I've also exponentially increased the things that I now know I have never even come close to figuring out. So while it can sound like, well, man, you've gained ground. Oh, no. I've lost tremendous ground because there were things that I thought I had figured out 40 years ago that now I've learned now, you didn't have that figured out. You thought you had that figured out. You you absolutely don't have that figured out. And oh, by the way, uh, here, here's four more tankers filled with things that you still haven't figured out. So the older you get, the more behind the eight ball you realize you are. I figured out that I know what shirts I like and the action pants I like and the shoes I want and the watch that I got on my hand and the phone I have. I 
Yeah, okay, I've figured out a few more things, but not many. Still working on it. What are you working on? Something, I hope. Something meaningful. Something that'll make a difference. I'm giving some great thought as we enter the fall, by the way. Thinking about this podcast, I'm thinking... I can tell you the main podcast I'm thinking about. Well, I'm thinking about all three of them, so never mind. I was going to share something, then I thought better of it. (laughs) You ever do that? We should probably do that more in real time. Edit in real time. Just stop ourselves in mid-sentence and tell anybody in the conversation circle, yeah, never mind. And if you're like me, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Right, so... Here we are encouraging people to violate their self-editing, which could serve them and make them better. No, 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 no. No, go ahead. Go ahead. We want to see you slip and fall. Because that way we can all laugh at you. And it makes us feel better about ourselves. So there's that. Leaning toward wisdom. Modern tales of an ancient pursuit. LeaningTowardWisdom.com is the website. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. Studio.